0: hello everyone and welcome to a brand new podcast series here on sports radio detroit this is called the final track review with chris platty i am of course your host for this podcast chris platty and what this will be is this will be an album review podcast where i'll dive into some big album that released within the last couple weeks in hip-hop talk about it in depth give you some background information on it talk about my initial expectations outline some key tracks that stand out to me for whatever reason whether it's the quality of the song or it's a moment within the song or the concept or some some sort of message within the song that stands out and resonates with me and then i will kind of give an overall thought and a rating out of 10 and i'll let you know where i stand with the project in closing And of course, this podcast is brought to you by Sports Radio Detroit, so be sure to check out all Sports Radio Detroit content. Now, without further ado, let's get into this. I'm very excited for this one because this is an album that has been sitting with me for a moment, and it is Future Hendrix. So Future just dropped an album called Future Hendrix, The Wizard, and man, just to give you some background on it... um, It has crazy production for big hitters in the rap game like Tay Keefe, 808 Mafia, Southside, Wheezy, Um, and then it's got got very few features, but the features that are on it are definitely big. Um, Travis, Gunna, and Young Thug all feature on this project. They are the only credited features on the project, which is very interesting because those are three big names. Commercially, this album did about what you'd expect from a future album hundred and twenty six thousand first week sales um, only sixteen thousand of it were pure again that's that's a pretty low number in my eyes I'll, I'll get to I'll get to that a little bit more later when we talk about these numbers because they're very interesting when you compare them to previous future releases but with that being said um, future is a very commercial artist a very successful popular artist so the the pure album sales especially now with cds going out of stock um it is very it it, it's 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 a lot harder to get a a good percentage of your album sales to be pure album sales but with that being said there there's some there's some there's something interesting about that number which i will circle back to at the end of this podcast so initial expectations for a future album um to be honest, I had heard that it was coming. Uh, I didn't hear the lead singles before, which I'll talk about them uh, as some of the tracks I highlight. And the reason I try to avoid, uh, I try to avoid lead singles, is because I like to try to hear as much of the body of work in its in its full purpose in its total intent as much as possible. Meaning, I try to avoid these singles because because they could have a totally different meaning on their own versus in the co- in within the context of the album. And so I tried to refrain myself as best as possible. But with that being said, I actually didn't even know that these two singles that we're going to talk about were even were were even released. And that to me as someone who is a future fan was very very surprising and told me that um that there, there's something interesting going on with Future, which again we'll circle back to at the end. But my initial expectations when I started to see him do a lot of interviews, and Future doesn't really do a lot of interviews. He did a lot of interviews, he released a documentary. Um, and so he, he was very much alluding to the fact that this was an album that was going to be a big moment for him this was something this wasn't just another future album that we were getting. this was supposed to be something grand, supposed to be something big, supposed to be a statement and something that will be remembered when we look back at futures catalog. And so you know even in the interviews he's talking about you know he feels bad that juice world a young artist who who is kind of, who is inspired by future he actually tried to lean because of future and future felt bad when juice world told him that when they met for uh for their project that they did last year and so um so that kind of gave me some expectations of okay maybe future's going to get open introspective and honest and that's something that i have been long awaiting for future now future has been open in the past but it's but but it it's one of those situations where he where he's where he cracks the door open but he doesn't let you all the way in and you always feel like there's more to the stories that he's telling, there's more to the more more to everything that he's saying, but uh so it's so it's kind of it, it it's kind of frustrating and future's at a point to me where we know he's a commercially successful artist. We know he's a very talented artist, he has a very high floor, he doesn't make bad albums, um he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't really make too many bad songs when you think about it in the grand scheme of things because his voice is so catchy. His songwriting is not consistently great, but it, but it has greatness in it. So you always know that you're going to get a couple of great records off of a future project. He has a lot of versatility, and he is evolving as an artist, but the one thing that he hasn't evolved with yet is content. And that, to me, is the one thing that can take him... To the next level is if he adds content and substance to his music, something to give it more replay value, something to make it deeper than just uh, than just radio singles. I think would really kind of catapult future into the next world because his influence in rap is off the charts, and there's a record on here where he talks about that. But uh, but you know when you want to be considered with the greats, the greats are. All of them, if you look at them, that are considered greats within the culture, that are considered great by the culture, they are great because of the substance and the content. There really isn't anybody you can name uh, that in the history of rap that's that's super, super great and considered one of the greatest of all times, but doesn't have introspection. Jay-Z was quite an anomaly for a lot of part of his career because the early part of his career... Um, people claim that he wasn't really, you know, putting much substance there, and, and, and Hove will will argue against that, and that's fine. Um, that that's fine. I see I see both sides of the fence there. Um, it's a lot of under it's a lot of underlying content that you have to really dig deep for, but it is there. And anyways, um, but f- but now Jay Z is very open. He got we, we get we got four forty four, which is a very very vulnerable album. Um, and you know, and as a result, I, he's he's never been in greater standing in the culture than he is now. And you know, and that's saying something because he t- he, in my opinion, is the greatest rapper of all time. So, um, so his evolution, he got to a point where he was where he was making all the hit singles, but he evolved into an artist, and he and he added more substance to his music, or made it uh, made the substance easier to catch. And that really catapulted him and gained him even more acceptance in the culture. And so that's something that I can see Future doing. Because if Future retires today, we're all going to remember him as a legend. There's no way with the impact he's had on the game that he's not a legend. But but, he hasn't necessarily evolved the right way. And he hasn't evolved yet in his career. So that's my initial expectations. And I know it's very long and very wishful thinking. But... That's what I was hoping for. Is I was hoping between the interviews and the documentary, which the documentary didn't really have much to me. It didn't really add much. But um, the interviews were, were, certainly far, were, were certainly far more interesting. And it, it gave me hope that as a future fan, I was finally going to get that substance and that content that I was looking for. So without further ado, let's jump into some tracks. Now, I, I got about... I got about six tracks that I want to highlight on here, and then I'll get into my overall thoughts. There's twenty, there's twenty records on here, but especially with the future album, um, you don't need to go through all twenty. Uh, you could pick five or six, and that kind of can sum up the album very well. Um, so, one thing I'm going to do on this podcast too is I'm always going to start with the intro track, and I'm always going to close with the outro track, um, and because I believe that those are very important tracks. They they really kick off and set the tone and and they they make the project complete because otherwise, you know, if you don't have an intro and an outro, I mean it just the body of work just doesn't feel right. So intro and outro tracks are always always important when you're talking about the grand scheme of things and, and the total context of the project, the album, the mixtape, whatever it's called. So in this case, let's get to the intro track of the album called Never Stop. I like this future intro it's a very traditional future intro where you have a little bit of introspection um, but even this one falls short to other other intro tracks that he's done in the past like rent money off his self-titled album future I thought was great um, that was an absolute banger totally set the tone for the whole future album um, had the energy had the energy right and and really just set things off the right way never stop uh, this one this one kind of fell short for me you know to be honest there wasn't really many memorable bars there wasn't memorable moments there wasn't really anything there that kind of that kind of told me that this was gonna be more than just a future this was going to be a special future album and remember I had the expectations coming in that this that, that future was building this up and I think he certainly intended for this project to be, a huge moment in his career and this to me kind of left a bitter taste in my mouth right from the beginning So never stop is not a bad song. It's one of the best records on here, but uh, but it kind of gave me that a little bit of a uh, Bittersweet taste in my mouth because I wanted I wanted more with that track and it just didn't live up to its necessary necessarily hype now these are the two lead singles that I talked about: "Jumping on a Jet" and "Crushed Up." These were lead singles, so that plus the documentary were all a part of the rollout of the album. Um, also, the interviews you can include as well. These songs aren't bad. You'll hear them on the minute or for a minute on the airwaves, but let's call it what it is. These songs are nowhere near as good as his previous singles. Mask off. Uh, F up some commas, too much sauce, stick talk. We know future is better than jumping off a jet, you know, or crushing it up. Like these aren't bad records. These aren't terrible records. If you hear them, come on, and and if you it, whether you tolerate future or you love future, um, unless you hate future, you're not gonna mind these records because you're gonna you're gonna understand right away. These are what they are. They're they're the commercial lead singles. There's nothing. There's no substance to it. There's nothing more to it. Um, but even with that being said, it does, they don't catch you the way a lot of his previous singles do or his better singles like Mask Off, you know, F-Up Some Commas, Too Much Sauce, Stick Talk. These are, these are records that still to this day grab people when they come on, whether it's the club, the bar, wherever you are. Um, those are records that, that will always grab you and jumping on a jet and crushed up. You'll hear them for a few weeks until somebody new drops something big, and then um, and then they'll kind of fade away pretty quickly. So the next track I want to jump into is Overdose. Now, this one, I, I had very strong expectations for this record coming into it. Um, I won't say strong expectations, but I had a certain expectation coming t- into this record because... Um, I don't know if everyone here knows this on the podcast, or everyone that's listening to the podcast knows this, but Future, he had an engineer, Seth Perkins, and Seth Ferkins died of an overdose in 2017, I believe, I believe it was 2017, um, yeah, it was 2017, late 2017, he died of it, a- he died of an overdose, so, I figured the record overdose, this is his first full project, he's put out other bodies of work, he's put out little EPs, and, um, he even had the song on "Super Slimy" with Young Thug, the collaboration project with Young Thug, where he addressed uh, where he addressed Seth Furkin's passing. But I thought, okay, this is a solo album. This is uh, again, this is supposed to be a big moment in Future's career. He looks like he's opening up in interviews. I thought that this was going to be a record that was um, that was paying homage or just talking about the incident of Seth Furkin's un- untimely passing. But instead, you know, this, this is a total opposite. It's an attempted banger, and it doesn't deliver for me. And I don't think it's just because of my initial expectations. I think this record generally falls flat. Um, I don't see a lot of people replaying this record. If you, I have Apple Music, so when I look on Apple Music, this isn't one of the starred tracks, meaning it's one, it's not one of the most played tracks, so it's an attempted banger. But it does fall short and you know and again this seems kind of odd coming from future considering he seems to be more cognizant of his effect and his impact in the culture more than ever because he had you know he talked about the juice world with the lean and how that that really hurt him so i i thought with future you know i thought this was going to be a, a perfect alley for future to really just um, really just kind of show show growth and show his show his um show his maturity and and you know um i i see it in his interviews right like like you could tell by his interviews that future has matured future has grown as a person but for some reason it's not translating to records and i thought this was a perfect opportunity that fell short and what made this record stand out even more in a negative way was the fact that there was no track that was dedicated to Seth Furkis dedicated to the issue of overdosing which is a huge issue in hip hop we've lost you know we've lost a lot of people you know Mac Miller's passing last year was a huge huge um, just a huge problem and a huge uh, tragedy I sh- that's the right word I'm looking for is is, is it was a total tragedy. And so you would think that Future would would be able to flip that, you know, because he is in a lot of ways like Juice World Juice World is a prime example of. He's an artist that has that has the kids' ears and that especially the kids that are that are going down the path of of experimenting with drugs. And so Future to me is a guy who could really flip that around and and maybe speak to those kids in the ways other artists can't like a Kendrick Lamar or like Jay Cole because their their fan base isn't isn't into those kinds of things for the most part um and and so maybe so Jay Cole like he, can he really reach the kids in the way that Future can and maybe not maybe I think Future can reach those kids in a certain way that a lot of other artists can't and so this record, in all aspects, is not a good record. Um, it just it it falls short. It's trying to be a banger, and it's not. It's not even as good as jumping on a jet or crushed up, and that's really saying something because you know, as I just previously mentioned, how underwhelming those tracks were to me. Now, let's talk about a bright spot in this in this album, and that is crazy but true. So. Excuse me. Future is talking about his status in the game, um, saying that these rappers owe owe him everything or should credit him for everything from their ad libs to the way they drop projects to the way they dress, and this is very true. This is all stuff that if you're really following hip hop, you know Future's impact. You know his. Um, you know that the story of hip hop and where hip hop's at now cannot be told without Future. So again. Future is a legend. I'm going to continue to say this throughout the podcast because Future is a total legend. He has totally changed the rap game and his impact is undeniable. And I love this record because he's speaking about that impact and he's breaking down to maybe a group of people that don't necessarily understand because we all hear the stereotype. All rap music sounds the same. We hear that generalization thrown out from a lot of people that are either casual rap listeners or don't listen to rap at all and this is a song that actually shows that actually future speaking to that specific audience showing hey like this is why it, it sounds the same it's because me it's because I'm so great and you know I'm all for it man I'm all for I'm all for people getting the flowers while they can still smell them so this to me was an awesome track it was an awesome moment um and again if it's surrounded by some other things, um if it's surrounded by some other content, it would have really uh it would have really made for a great album. But let's jump into the next track, Baptize. So I enjoy the bars in the first part on here, um Which is again a testament to the songwriting. But what makes makes Future's best songs so loved is his ear-catching melodies, but the ability to also write in some clever, memorable bars that will grab the attention of people like myself. People that, you know, the the melodies are cool and everything. Unless the melody is undeniably good, though, I need substance with it. Um, there's very few cases where an artist can just deliver a totally ear-catching melody that it doesn't even matter to me what they're saying. And I realize that I'm not everyone when it comes to that. There are people that are very much so... Just looking for the melody, and that's fine. I don't, I don't blame them. I don't discredit them. Uh, everybody has their own taste when it comes to music, especially something so subjective like music. But um, for me personally, this is this is one that really shows uh, shows future's great songwriting ability. Because to me, a songwriter can give you both the ear-catching melody and the substance. He he or she can please everyone. And that's something that is a testament to great songwriting. And Future does it on this track and baptized with the first couple bars. Um, but really, the thing that grabs me with this one is the beat switch, which is cool. I wish you would do more things like this. Because even though I, I don't love the necessarily the second part, um, I don't love the beat that it switches up to. It um, The switch up just in and of itself... Uh, when you're listening to a future album, a lot of the songs do blend together. So any little switch up, any little anything, kind of just puts that little extra pep, that little uh, that little energy burst into the into the album, into the listening experience. So if you're listening to an album all the way through, especially a future album, uh, a beat switch up is definitely greatly appreciated in the context of the album. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, let's jump to. Uh, one of the last tracks, "Trick Tricks on Me," um, this is actually the last track, so it's Future, you know, kind of crooning out on autotune over a very giddy instrumental. It's very happy, very peppy. But um, the previous track, uh, it's called "Ain't Coming Back," and that feels like it actually would have been a more fitting outro. Future is more a little bit more introspective on it. There's a little bit more substance to it. Um, it just feels like a like a stronger album closer. Um, and what is a, what is, I wouldn't say a dark album, but Future has a certain moodiness to his music. Um, you know, and, and Hendrix is a, is a album that's totally evident of that, but, um, and, and this isn't Hendrix sounding wise, but, uh, but this, this song right here kind of does feel almost out of place. I get that he was going for the happy ending feel, but to me it just didn't fit with this project. Again, not that it sounds dark, but that that just the vibe the vibe was very different than the rest of the album. And so it felt a little bit out of place to me. Um But you know, let's jump into the overall thoughts here because this is where I this is where I I wanna I wanna have some honest conversations about future. So what I'm feeling on this project in a rating out of 10 is I'm giving it a 4. Um it had nice production from big hitters like I mentioned before. Take Keith 808 Mafia Southside Wheezy, but it doesn't live up to the hype. It's an all-star production list, but it just doesn't live up to the hype. The lead singles again, you know, jumping off a jet crushed up, these just didn't do it. They're not bad, but they're not they're not future level hits. Um he tried to you know he he tried to do some things here where he where the take beat that he had was a um was kind of a left curve usually when you get a take beat you know what it sounds like you know what you're going for you're going for that hit but uh but with this one future didn't really go for future didn't really go for the hit he tried to he tried to throw that little left curve and it just didn't work but again i appreciate the attempt um again the songwriting's not uh it, it's lacking it's not as catchy as future normally delivers and not much substance i would even say less substance than some of his last than his last two albums future and uh hendrix and hendrix i didn't like at all but future i really loved and both of those albums had way more substance than this one and that is very disappointing again considering you know, all the things with his engineer passing, with the um with, with what he built this album up to be. I was very I, I was very, very disappointed with how um uh, with with how little substance there was in this album. Um and overall I didn't feel the energy or the hunger was there. Um you know he, he talked about having so much hunger and energy in the interviews, but it just to me it didn't translate to the album. The album fell flat, it fell short it just didn't get me now with that being said a 4 out of 10 sounds totally terrible and don't get me wrong this is far from a great album but it's also not a bad album it's a pretty it's just a slightly below average album and that's because future is a great artist who has a again a very high floor and an even higher ceiling he has a crazy high ceiling um you know one of the things i felt that did this project in was the fact that it's 20 tracks like you just Future's doing that to play the stream game because to break it down simply more the more tracks you have the more streams you get the more streams you get the more album sales you get so drake dj khaled migos future they all they all play this game um and it works it it really it 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 tweaks the numbers and um and it kind of helps and it definitely helps future's album sales uh without a doubt but um when you're talking about the whole context of the album 20 tracks of future is just too much like if he narrows this down to 10 to 12 um you know it just cuts out like a lot of that a lot of that just that cushion then all of a sudden this is this is a much better album this is a six or a seven out of ten because it doesn't it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as uh as heavy you know, because this is an, an hour-long album. If he cut this down to, you know, anywhere from 35 to 42 minutes, something like that, something within that range, this album is going to be a lot better and received a lot more because it has a lot more replay value to it. Um, some of my favorite records on here, uh, we didn't mention these two. The first off track with Travis Scott, which sounds like a track straight from Astro World. Um, totally, totally sounds like it was made in Astro World's back pocket, but uh, but I love it nonetheless. Travis and Future complement each other very well, and then of course Unicorn Perp with Young Thug. Um, I like Future and Young Thug's collabs. Uh, I didn't like their collab tape because I felt like that was mailed in. But generally speaking, when both these artists try and actually are working on a song passionately together, it comes out very very well. Crazy but true again. Future Talking About His Influence. I really love that track. And then Never stop. Uh, a little bittersweet track, but it, it, is, it is good, objectively. So that will do it for the Future Hendrix Wizard album review. Let me know your thoughts on this album. What are you feeling? Give me a number out of 10. What are some of your favorite songs? What did you think about the tracks that I highlighted? Did you like those tracks? Did you hate those tracks? Did you agree with my points? Did you disagree with my points? Also... Uh, were there other tracks that you felt like I should have highlighted that, that stood out more to you in the context of the album? Let me know on Twitter, at Real Chris Um And once again, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, which everyone should be because this is a brand new series, uh, please feel free to check out all of the Sports Radio Detroit content has to offer. I also, for my NBA fans, have an NBA podcast called the Platty NBA Minute. Check that one out. I talked last week about Anthony Davis, the trade deadline, and you know I went through thirteen trade offers, and I threw in a fourteenth team, the Detroit Pistons, just to throw in some hometown bias and have some fun. Check that one out. That was a really fun episode to record, um, and I will be back this week, of course, with it being the NBA trade deadline. So that will be that will be a really fun podcast to do. Lastly, I would love to know what album you would like me to review. I would be more than happy to, to review what the audience wants me to review. So, um, by any means, I'm I'm open to reviewing pretty much anything within rap. If you want me to review A Boogie, if you want me to review G Herbo. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the latest albums that came out. But Payroll Giovanni, let me know what you guys think. What you want me to review because i will be more than happy to review what the audience wants me to review rather than me picking from uh from a list of albums that i think i think you guys want to hear about so i'd much rather i'd much rather deliver the content that you want me to hear rather than what uh rather than assuming what you would like to hear so that's it for this episode of the final track review with chris platy once again i'm your host chris platy thank you everyone for listening. And thank you, Sports Radio Detroit, for allowing me to do this podcast series. I'm very, very excited about it. And I'm looking forward to the bright future that this podcast has. Thank you, everyone, and have a good day.